Hello, I'm Louisa, and I am part of a special bonus segment later on in this episode. Welcome to the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. So, as indicated, we have a little bonus for you today. As well as Alex's news segment about news affecting Tesla and New Zealand owners, I'm venturing outside of the usual scope of interviewing Tesla owners to interview two young people as they take part in a family journey in a Tesla. Because it's a little different, I'm not going to waste your time by taking up a weekly episode. I imagine many people will find it uninteresting, So once Alex's news item is finished, feel free to fast forward and skip over the family holiday bit. So let's get started with the usual and begin the news. Hello Martin, great to hear from you again. Look, wonderful to talk, Alex, it's been a while. Yes, it has. It's been a week or two. I've made a long trip. I can talk about that later perhaps, but uh, first off we want to get into the news as it relates to Tesla owners. We've got quite a lot of news at the moment. The road user charge exemptions, the EV imports reaching an all-time high, uh, Model Y SR orders opening in Hong Kong, so I've done some crunching on the numbers there and we can see what that may mean for New Zealand. We've had some news about the Gigafactory facing a setback, we've had pension funds and asset managers wanting Elon Musk to pay money, and of course FSD Beta 9 is out. So, where shall we begin? Well, i tell you what, I'd like to start with these rucks, because who, what government in their right mind could possibly have managed some system that would have coped with plug-in hybrid electric vehicles paying for petrol and road user charges and EVs not doing that and having to pay for distance. It was never going to work. It was pretty obvious they were going to have to exempt it further. Yes, you're right. I mean, I'm in favour personally of all vehicles paying road user charges, probably at the same rate. But, um, but, but that's you know that's another story. And the fact is, we had this brilliantly simple road user charge exemption to encourage people into EVs. And for me, this makes a huge difference. I was very happy that the exemption was continued because it saves me about eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars a year. Uh, because obviously I cover quite a lot of kilometres. Now I think the biggest benefit from EVs will be from people who cover quite a lot of kilometres. That's probably Tesla drivers. And so I think this is you know quite beneficial to all of us especially those of us who missed out on the on the purchase price rebates uh, but as you say it, it is difficult to know what else could have been done you know I don't know what the other solution was really well look when people have ever argued that with me I've sort of said well maybe I should have a reduction in the health tax for the fact that my vehicle doesn't contribute to you know respiratory illnesses Um, Yes, absolutely. I mean, we we still pay an annual registration fee or annual license fee, whatever you want to call it. So I think there's still plenty of opportunity to to fund the roads. I'm also quite in favour of toll roads myself, where we want to see, you know, world class roads being built. We should probably be prepared to pay to use those roads. Um, So, yeah, I think there are other possible solutions to, to funding. And anyway, in the meantime, I think this road user charge exemption, it hardly registered a mention in the media, but I think it's a major factor in, in encouraging particularly long mileage motorists to you know, take up driving an EV instead of a, a petrol or diesel vehicle. Excellent. Now we've got some data through from EV imports during May. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, Stats NZ, a pretty simple one this. Uh, the imports reached an all-time high, $51 million worth of which $27 million came from China. And I know people were surprised by that. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, the MG and a few other Chinese-made EVs, but we've also got the Tesla Model 3. I would su- suspect that that makes up a big chunk of that $27 million. So, Now, that was in May. What do you think it'll be like after July when the, when the subsidies began? So it'll be exciting to see what happens next. Absolutely. I think uh, we can certainly imagine those going up. Now, right-hand drive Model 3, I didn't realise what the significance was of the Hong Kong release until about a week after it happened, and it was the whole concept of literally a right-hand drive Model 3. 
Model Y, yes. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean, Model Y, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is very significant because uh, Hong Kong is a right-hand drive market. The fact that orders have opened there means that it can't be very far behind for the rest of us. I do want to point out the, the pricing. It's most interesting. So the, well, first off, standard range, what does that mean? My immediate thought was, is that less range than a standard range plus Model 3? And the answer is no. The claimed range for the standard range Model Y is 455 kilometres. And for the Model 3 SR Plus, it's 448 kilometres. So that's the first thing to get your head around, is that a standard range Model Y is actually a fairly generous range, 455 kilometres WLTP. Now, the next thing is the pricing. So their price of 329,800 Hong Kong dollars compares to 299,800 for their Model 3 SR Plus. In our money, that's 62,279 New Zealand dollars for the Model Y and 54,484 for the Model 3. So you see where I'm going with this. Our Model 3 is 66,900. So at the same ratio, that would put our Model Y at 73590 And that's significant because it's under the $80,000 limit for our rebate. Yes, indeed. And it's kind of a bit on the socials at the moment, trying to squeeze that long-range Model 3 under the 80000 too. But you're quite right. The Model Y um, coming in under 80000 is just a gimme. It's going to be a top seller in New Zealand, isn't it? Yes, I think so. And it's interesting you mentioned that about the long range because I ran the I ran the figures from the Hong Kong pricing for that as well. Uh, their long range uh, compared to their standard range Model 3, so the difference between those two, if we applied that difference to ours, so in other words, if we took our uh, 66,900 Model 3 and then we worked up from there, by the same amount, I know this is very confusing to get your head around, but I'm just saying that if our long-range Model 3 was priced at the same ratio compared to the standard range plus, as it is in Hong Kong, then our long-range Model 3 would be priced at 79217 So I think that's probably what's going to happen. I would suspect that the the uh, reduction of the SR Plus price to 66900 I think that's strategic, and it means that the long range will just squeak in under that subsidy. I think that will happen quite soon, but we'll see. All right, so hold on to your horses, everyone. <laughs> yes, I think the Model Y is worth waiting for. I mean, I said that uh, when we last talked about this. I suggested it would be around September, and it now feels as though it may be a little sooner than that, but we'll see what happens. I think this pricing change is, is to allow the Model Y to, to squeak in there under the subsidy limit. So we'll, we'll just see what, what transpires. Very good. And I'm a maths teacher, so I completely understood that. Oh, good. Well, I know that speaking numbers is going to be difficult for anybody listening to understand because they don't have the benefit of all the numbers being written down. So in a nutshell, I worked out the difference between the the pricing in Hong Kong and then I applied that same difference to our pricing to come up with those estimates. So uh, once again, the Model Y, by my estimates, would start at 73590 New Zealand dollars and our Model 3 long range would be 79217 if I'm correct. But we'll see. We'll see. Indeed, it will tell. All right, Gigafactory. Yes. It was interesting to read that there's a delay in the startup. The Gigafactory was supposed to be, this is the Berlin Gigafactory, it was supposed to be starting operations on July the 1st. Apparently there were some tanks that were constructed without prior authorization and approval. And a German environmental organization, the Grün Liga, so the Green League, they gave the environment agency a tip-off that these tanks had been put in. And so the environment agency went to inspect now, I can only assume this is causing some sort of delay because it's obviously been a week or two. Uh, and this is a bit annoying, really, that environmentalists would dob in Tesla. I suppose it's in, in their interest to do so. But uh, how about the protests that occurred a f- couple of weeks ago where some environmentalists set some power cables on fire, uh, the power cables feeding the, the factory for the construction? I, I think that's very disappointing. You know, Why should environmentalists set anything on fire? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I've heard of uh, pipe, oil pipelines being set on fire and, um, you know, uh, people poking holes in them so they can get oil out of them and causing explosions and stuff like that. But I can't understand the electricity stopping. 
<laughs> yes, I think it's disappointing, but I suppose it's easy from our point of view to, to see the uh, Tesla Gigafactory as a great step forward, and I suppose the environmentalists feel that the uh, factory is running roughshod over the local requirements, so um, I really hope they get that sorted out. We don't want to be uh, treading water, we, we want the factory to be, you know, to be underway, um, specifically the battery factory there. All right. Okay, so um, Elon Musk has got a little bill to pay, apparently. Yes, this was a bizarre one. The question was, does Elon Musk control Tesla or does Tesla control Elon Musk? And this relates to a period in time when Elon insisted that Tesla should buy out Solar City. Apparently, he didn't have the majority to, to um, dictate that. And so when Tesla spent $2.6 billion to buy Solar City. Well, I think we can agree this is, has been a great investment in the long run, but the the pension funds and asset managers are quibbling over that and asking Elon to repay the $2.6 billion that he made Tesla spend. So I think it's a bit laughable, really. I uh, don't know. H- had you heard of this story, Martin? No, I had heard that there was some um, issue with... Uh, I assumed it was competition. It was the equivalent of our Consumer Commission uh, actually deciding whether... Tesla was allowed to buy Solar City, and I thought that was quite recently. So ah, right. I must have been a wee bit confused with that. But well, the 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 purchase took place some some time ago. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's all I think it's all water under the bridge now. So I don't think that that will amount to very much. Now, much more excitingly, and the final thing I want to talk about. Well, actually, there's another thing to talk about, but this is most exciting news: the FSD Beta Nine being out. So the beta testers in the US are now driving around with the latest Beta Nine. Have you seen any of the videos of this, Martin? I've been watching a couple of them. Yes, so they've just come out on the socials today. I've seen uh, the front screens of a few of them and thought, oh well, that looks probably much nicer than what it did in the previous one. Yes, that's right. The previous beta looked very promising because it gave you a full view of what the car was seeing. We could see all the other vehicles represented as uh, sort of geometric boxes and there were dotted lines indicating the sides of the lane and where the car was going and so on. What's happened is all of that visualisation has been refined. So all of the lines are now solid lines and the cars are back to looking like they do for us, you know, the more solid 3D shapes. Unlike our view, the 3D shapes don't tend to flicker or, or jump around. Do you remember dancing cars, Martin? When I first got my Model 3, I remember a lot of dancing going on. I can't recall that at all, no. Oh, yes, hang on, I do. <laughs> so the uh, you'd be stopped at the traffic lights and you'd have a car you know, flicking back and forward in front of you. Yes, that's right, and even sometimes spinning on the spot. So it looks as though all those problems have now been you know, long since put to bed because the more accurate visualisation possible with all of the vision cameras in use, uh, the videos I watched, you could see that the other vehicles were in exactly the right place. They weren't moving back and forward or they weren't uh, you know zipping from side to side and that's very reassuring so that to know that the car can see other cars properly and I think these demonstrations that I've seen so far have been very impressive they, sh- they show the technology working as it should turning into other lanes at a proper speed not overly cautious not overly fast either and also navigating around roundabouts quite successfully which is something we have you know, not seen in New Zealand yet. So I wonder whether there are any of these beta testers in New Zealand. Do you know whether there's any among us, Martin? I cannot imagine that a small little country like New Zealand would get a single beta tester. <laughs> well, I thought I remembered something posted in the group about six months ago from somebody who, who, who may have been, but maybe they're sworn to secrecy. So perhaps that's why we don't see you know, whether there is anybody. But I think that's a, that's a mystery for us, isn't it? Whether we know anybody who is a beta tester in New Zealand. But anyway... Yeah. We'll send the spies out. (laughs) Um, Finally, before I leave you today, I just want to talk a little about winter range. Now, obviously, I could go off on a bit of a rant about this because I've I've just had a long trip to the South Island. I drove from Papamoa here to Christchurch. It was a bit of a whistle-stop tour. I was down there for about two days, and then I I drove back. And that's 1,900 kilometres in total. And... I bungled it, basically. I didn't charge enough before leaving Wellington. So in the North Island, I had plenty of good opportunities for charging. And I found in the cold weather, 
we had snow on the, on the sides of the desert road, so this did have an effect on my range. Um, actually, I want to ask you, Martin, what sort of effect do you see on your range in the winter time? Because I imagine, you know, living in the far south, you have very cold conditions down there. So, what kind of impact does it have on your range, please? Look, in a in the Tesla, I don't notice it because I never let myself get so low. Um, it certainly had an effect in the leaf that I owned. There was around about a 20% loss in distance, but I haven't noticed it in the Tesla. Well, that's okay. Thank you. That's uh, what I wanted to know. That's very interesting. I was seeing as much as a 50% loss uh, of range in my car. And what this means is that I would use about half the battery to cover about 130 kilometers. Whereas, you know, I should have a range of about 430 kilometers, whereas my actual range was looking like 260 on some legs. So I think, okay, that's about a 40, call it 42% because 42% of statistics are made up on the spot, <laughs> but a significant drop in, in my range. Now, it wouldn't have been a problem if only I'd charged properly, uh, but when I hit the South Island, I only had 15% charge, and that this was a mistake. I sort of naively thought I could fill it up in Blenheim and then continue my trip in the South, uh, but Blenheim was very busy, and that didn't work out so well. So I think my piece of advice is to start off with as much charge as possible if driving in cold conditions and to expect quite a reduction in the range, especially if you happen to be driving a Model 3 performance like I do. Um, we were looking at temperatures of minus 4 degrees for a lot of our run through Cheviot and, and areas like that uh, in the hills. So yeah, uh, it was a bit of an eye-opener for sure. Excellent. Alex, hey, look, thank you for calling. And um, <laughs> is that about it for today? Yes, it is. Thanks, Martin. I mean, I want to conduct some interviews in the next week or two. I know you've done really well on that front. I also know that we've been really generously supported by several people on Patreon. And I want to thank those supporters because they help us stay on the air, so to speak. And so, yeah, I look forward to doing some interviews soon. Thank you very much for talking to me today, Martin. Great. Good on you, Alex. See you later. Okay. Bye. Thanks for catching us up with the news, Alex. This is the time where, if you're not interested in hearing about a family adventure to the west coast of the South Island, I'd suggest you fast forward to the end and look forward instead to the weekly Sunday release. If you're wanting to listen on, we follow Louisa and Emily as they spend time exploring the northwest corner of the South Island. There's a little bit of Tesla stuff in there, but what they seem to remember mostly is the activities they enjoyed during the travels. All right, so I'm with two young ladies who um, are pretty big fans of the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. Um, Would you like to introduce yourselves? Um, My name is Emily, and my name is Louisa, and we're twins. How, How old are you? We're eight years old. Wow. And we really like the Tesla podcasts. I'm glad you do. That's good. All right, so you've, um, your dad's taken you on a bit of a trip, and uh, we're going to sort of follow that um, journey along. So tell me a wee bit about what you've done today, where you left from, and, uh, and what you did. Um, we left from tomorrow, and uh, we went t- straight to Christchurch, and... Then we went to Hamlet Springs. I wasn't that keen on leaving first because I didn't want to leave Mum, but then when we were on our way, I quite liked it because I felt comforted because I was in the Tesla. Awesome. And so what do you do in the Tesla that keeps you entertained? Um, listen to music. I liked the story in the Tesla today, so that was also pretty cool. All right. So you went to Christchurch. What did you do at Christchurch? Uh, we went to a f- fancy restaurant. Well, sort of a, um, a sort of ho- hotel connected to the restaurant. So it was a big hotel. And was there a charger there at all? Yeah. Yep. And we got a big club sandwich. Oh, that's pretty good because that's my favourite as well. That would have been probably, what, at the George, was it? Yeah, yeah. Good, okay. And uh, 
So what, what what meal of the day was that for you? That was lunch. Okay, and then what happened after that? Well, we went after that we set off for Hamna, and after we finally got to Hamna, we went into the motel. I said we were going to that too, and then we went to the hot pools. Fantastic at Hamna. Good. Were they nice? Yes. Have you been there before? I don't think so. Um, no. Oh, and what did you like about the hot pools at Hemna? I don't know. It was just really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first pool was quite hot, but the second pool was just right. <laughs> did you go on the hydro slides at all? No. Okay. Bit scary, was it? Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, did you do any charging at the hot pools? I understand they've got electric vehicle chargers at the hot pools now. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we plugged in at the hot pools. Cool. Any other vehicles there? Uh, there was a. I think there was a black Tesla we saw somewhere, and mm-hmm. then when we went back to the Tesla, there was an electric um, Hyundai or something. I think. Very good one. The Kona's. Do you think? Yeah. Great. Very good. And then what did you do after that, after the pools? We went to the supermarket and bought our dinner and our breakfast for next morning and also some trumpets. Yeah. You're very lucky. Is that dessert, was it? Yeah. But we had um, dessert before dinner. Fantastic. That's quite a bit of driving today. What would that be about? Just under four hours, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, takes about four hours to get to Probably about four hours. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh well, we'll uh, we'll touch base with you tomorrow and see what your next uh, leg of the journey was like. How would that be? Good. 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 All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. All right. So I'm back with uh, Louisa and Emily. And uh, thank you very much, girls. This is day two of your trip, and um, we started in what was it, Hamna Springs today? Yes, Good. We went off from Hamna Springs at about eight o'clock, I don't know, around that time. Mm-hmm. And we went to a cafe and had hot chocolate. That's right. It's the Powerhouse Cafe, wasn't it? And the good yeah. thing about the Powerhouse Cafe is it was just around the corner from. The Tesla charger. That's right. So we were charging the car while we were there. Yeah. All right, and uh, we got up and towards the Lewis Pass, and what did we find? We found ice and snow and Lots. frost. Absolutely. It's quite pretty, wasn't it? Yes. And was it any particular different ice or snow from what you've seen in the past? Mm, it, well, well, they I'm sort not... of stuck onto plants. Mm. Like crystal sort of things. Mm. Good. And then uh, we carried on up to the top of the pass, and what did you find up at the top? Uh, we found lots of ice that was pretty hard. Yeah. And we even... It was even... T- we even couldn't break the ice, or even throwing a stone hard at it. It was just so hard. So, yes, it was. And um, so that was near the Boyle um, campsite. And then we went uh, down to near Springs Junction. They have the little campsite there, don't they? Yeah. And uh, we went for a walk, and what did we do? We found a big sort of river thing, mm-hmm. and we played poo sticks there. And there was also a river near it, and we tried breaking it, and Emily and Dad managed to break the ice. That was good. And then uh, we had a wee lesson about um, earthquake plates, didn't we? And we went to a, um, a spot where they've built a wall across the two plates. To see if it cracks. To see if it cracks, that's right. Mm. And we had one of you standing on... 
remember what the name of the plate was? The Pacific plate. And the other person standing on the... Um, Australian plate. That's yeah. the one, the Indo-Australian plate. Cool. And we found some grass that had icicles stuck to it, and we pretended they were ice blocks mm-hmm. and licked the icicles off them. And then we found some grass that, like, um, when you stepped in it, your foot, foot sunk, foot down. sunk to the. Dear me. Um, it's pretty icicles, wasn't it? Even the trees were icicles. <clears throat> yeah. And we went across a. Big swingy bridge. Yeah. That's right. Just before we got to the wee town called. Do you remember what it was called? No. Reefton, wasn't it? Yeah. And what was so special about Reefton, apart from the fact we charged our car there? Um, <coughs> it was a town that had the first, you know, um, electric le- light bulbs, wasn't yeah. it? Street lights. That's Street right. And uh, so we had a meal there, and we went across to the, uh, what was it, the Bearded Mining Company, and they had a, what gold, did you find? A gold nugget. And how much was that worth? Five hundred. Wow. And I was holding five hundred dollars. Cool. And then we went and shot to a wee place called, do you remember Waitua, an old yeah. gold mining town? Yeah. And tell us about what you do around Waitua. Well, um, we found this thing of stairs that we could go down mm-hmm. and it led into this sort of dark place where they mined. Mm-hmm. Where they might have had um, a downstairs house underground. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, lots of old buildings around there, weren't there? Yeah. And then um, from there we decided to head off to Westport, didn't we? Yeah. We were going to try out the charges at the uh, Kiwi Holiday Park, and what happened the first time we tried? They didn't work. That's right. Yeah, but the second time we tried, it did work. That's right, and they knew who the person was who installed that. That was Nigel, and he went, um, I rang him, but it turns out he was in America, and it was midnight, so he didn't answer the phone, but he did send me a message afterwards, and he said, I've reconfigured them, they should work, and guess what? They work. They now work, don't they? All right, so what did we do at Cape Falwind? Well, we were, well, um, uh... He was doing that for us. We went up to a lighthouse and there were loads of rocks and on the way up to the lighthouse there was this sort of tunnel through the bush like that had bushes growing over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, what did we do? Back to Westport? Um, we had Subway. Yeah. And then... What did we do during before we... Did Subway though? We we yeah, <clears throat> just across the road from Subway is the uh, uh, ChargeNet electric vehicle charger, isn't it? Yeah, and we met someone who seemed quite interested in it. Very interested, because mm. yes, he was thinking that the electric vehicles would be no good for Westport because it was 100 kilometres to go until you got to your first charger. Yeah. So when he heard that our car had 400 kilometres and the one of the cheaper ones, like the Model 3, has just under three, 400 kilometres. He was pretty interested in that. So he might email me with some more questions later on. Excellent. So now we're back at the camp and uh, you're looking forward to having a bit of a sleep, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. All right. Anything else you remember about today you'd like to talk about? Um... Oh, there was also this, when we went to the um, bridge where we did um, the thing with the sticks, Mm -hmm. there was a walk that we went on. Yes, that was the walk to, anyone remember Mm. what it was called? No, it was something box walk. The sluice box walk was the one we went, and it was on the longer walk, the six hour walk to Lake... Daniels, wasn't mm. it? Mm. Love to do that one day. Mm. All Six right. Hours. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time, girls, and hopefully we'll catch up tomorrow and find out about um, 
maybe a caving adventure. Yeah. Mm. All right. See you later. Bye. All right. So I'm with uh, Emily and Louisa, and uh, at the end of the third day of their trip to the west coast. So, girls, how did you start today? Well, first we had breakfast, and then we also went um, to Subway for Dad to have breakfast. And we also went to the playground before that. And um, then we went to the beach on our way to Underworld Adventures at Charleston. At Underworld Adventures. Um, we went on this big, well it wasn't big, it was kind of a fan thing and that led to a sort of train ride and that went to the caves, or the track up to the caves and there were three entrances. But we went, but we only went in one of them mm-hmm. in the whole trip. And there was also a swing bridge. And what did you see in the caves? We saw stalactites and stalactites mm-hmm. and glowworms and. I'm actually quite um, glad that there were rope pathways there were so I'd probably still be trying to find my way out. <laughs> yes. It's quite a big cave, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. And then we were with some other people who um, went um, tubing down. Yeah. Yeah, down the river. All right. So what happened after we went to um, the caves? We went back to the um, Underworld Adventures building mm-hmm. and um, then we, we went to, we had lunch there too, and then we went to... Uh, Punakaiki, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What did we do at Punakaiki? Um, we went to a bar and had some ginger beer. And we also wanted to meet this person called um, Jed, and he was an he was a Eevee fan. He was. He has been an Eevee fan since the early days when uh, people like Craig Salmon and I did the uh, trip down the west coast. So Jed at Punakaiki. Yeah. They set up a charging point there, didn't they? Yeah. And then what? Pretty much. We went back to um, Westport. Mm. Mm. Plugged the car in for three and a half hours charging and it gave us 150 kilometres, didn't it? Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you very much and I hope you have a good day tomorrow. Yeah. Right, so I'm here for about the fourth interview, I think, with Tesla owners Emily and Louisa. So girls, tell me about your day today. What did you do in your Tesla? Well, we went to Karamea. Mm-hmm. And we just went around and we bought a few bits and bobs that we might find good to snack on on the way. Mm-hmm. And um, then we... Also went on lots of walks. Tell us about some of those walks and, that you went on. Um, Emily made me walk through lots of puddles, but I didn't mind. And um, there was a path that was closed. We were hoping to go that way, but um, it was a path with the arch, but it was just closed. It's quite a long drive getting in there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we went on a very important track. Do you remember what it was? We made sure we went on this track. Oh, um, yeah, it was the four or five day track. Do you remember what it was called? Indeed, it mm. was four or five day track. 
I don't think I do. Yeah, it's the Heafy. Birds, I think they were... Weaker? Yeah. Cool. And how did they behave? Um, they went really close up to Emily and... and um, they actually pecked, um, pecked me, so... Because I, I was holding out um, a blade of grass and they just pecked it, so... But they got me instead. Good. And did you try the new electric vehicle charger in Karamea? I yes. think we did. Awesome. So that was good. And yeah. did you go and visit the four square shop there, did you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marvellous. Good, good. And then there was also a walk with loads of, um, it was sort of a cave walk. That's right. Yeah. Good. And yeah. after that we basically went um, off to to, um, there was also a cafe we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, Had the biggest biscuit in the world, I reckon, didn't it? Yeah, it was humongous. Did you manage to get through it? Yeah, well, not really. <laughs> What'd you do with it all? Well, we gave some of it to Dad. <laughs> I didn't want any because I I already had my bicky. Good. That wasn't as big as hers. And was the Tesla comfortable to travel in today? Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. And um, oh, of course the big. What would you go up to in the sky with all the cloud around it? What's that called? Um. Is it Deniston? Mm. Yeah, you remember I had a look around there. Tell me about mm. Deniston. What did what used to happen up there? Um, coal mining. They mm-hmm. did coal mining. Mm-hmm. And there was this big um sort of roller coaster thing that went um really. It was so steep, and it went all the way down. Mmm. The famous Hill. Deniston incline. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very good. There's a lovely book from, I think it's Jenny Patrick, called The Deniston Rose. It talks about the uh, life up on the hill. Excellent, girls. Well, thank you very much, and I hope you uh, enjoy your day tomorrow. I think you're off to St. Anna, don't you? Yeah, and we're going to be staying at Emily Cottage, which is, very luckily, the name of... Yeah, that's right. Good on you. Thanks, girls. Right, so I'm here with Emily and Louisa. Emily and Louisa, tell us about your day today. So, um, we left off from Westport. Yeah. And we went to the old ghost road. Like, there was this place that used to be a town. Called Lyle, yep. Yeah. And then we went and plugged in our car. Well, it was sort of interesting, wasn't it? Because when we got there, what was already at the charger at Murchison? There was already an electric car. Yeah. It was a Tesla Model 3. And it was blue, wasn't it? Yeah. My favourite colour. But anyway, so we had to wait there in line. So mm. it was only at 52%. So we went and what did we do? Ordered? Um... We went to a cafe, Good, and, yeah. um, and me and Emily got the um, kids' platter for two, mm-hmm. and Daddy got something different. I think it was a burger. Oh, it was a burger, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. And then, uh, what did we do after that? Oh, um, and then, while we were waiting, another car pulled in behind us, so we had three cars lined up at the charger. And they were all electric. All electric cars. Mm. That was pretty cool. So that was pretty crazy. My friend David, he tells me they never never get caught there, but there we are. We all were, weren't we? Yeah. So we left we, we left Murchison, um, and uh, where are we now? We're at St. Armand's, and we're at Emily Cottage. That's right. 
And we've seen Rotoroa yeah. and Rotoiti. And we went on this nice um, walk and went to a lake. But before that, we went to a lake mm. without a Another walk. lake. A different lake. And Daddy did the Tesla dance there and took a video of it and did something with the video. Mm. Right. And what he were you feeding there? We were feeding black swans and we found what they liked. Because Emily, Emily found out what they liked. I was just going around because she told me one thing that she thought they liked, which was this orange thingy. But then it turned out they liked more. You they know. like weeds. And I found this weed that they really, really seemed to like. Mm. And there were lots of ducks as well. So, yeah. Excellent. And then, after that... We got to our motel and yeah. plugged in. Ten dollars to plug in here, isn't it? Yeah. Nelson Lakes Motels, I think it's mm-hmm. called. And then That's after good. that, we went um, back to um, the lake mm. and the playground. And then we also went to this pizza place. Yeah. The Savannah Lodge was the only place open. Unfortunately, the tavern wasn't open because apparently, the, um, I hear that's quite good, but it was closed. Mm. So, Savannah Lodge it was. All right, ladies, thank you very much. I hope you have a good trip tomorrow. You're off to Kaikoura, aren't you? Yeah. Good on you. All right, so I'm with Emily and Louisa. And Emily and Louisa, you're carrying on. I think you're on to your second last day of your journey today. So, Started off at St Arnold. Tell me about your morning. Um. So, in the morning, um, we had to have a muesli bar because there wasn't any milk, and also um, there wasn't any coffee there either. So we went out for um. I think we went um out to. After that, we went out to um. Up a mountain and look down on Lake Richter something. Mm-hmm. And then we went to a place for brunch. Well, brunch, like breakfast lunch. And we saw another person. Um, he had a Tesla Model 3. And, um, I think he had just got the car or something like that. Yeah, indeed. He was Brett. And Brett is someone who I've been interviewing. At the same time, I've actually been interviewing you two. So Brett will be on an episode, or he's been on an episode. I don't know quite what order they're going to be released in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we met Brett there. Then we went and had a nice meal at the Blenheim Charger and a nice brunch, didn't we? What did you have? I had pancakes. (gasps) Were they good? Alright, so you could truly recommend the pancakes at the Blenheim Charger, can you? Yeah. Alright, so after that, got in the car, drove down the road, where'd we we go to first? We um, went to the place near the sea where they collected salt. That's right. Uh, What's that called? Lake Grassmere, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Lake Grassmere, and... um, was there enough salt there for my uh, bacon and eggs in the morning, do you think? Way probably not. Too much. It would probably fill quite a few bowls. I think it would probably fill the whole room. It was like a mountain, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, incredible. And then we carried on south and uh, we stopped at a wee place called Oha Point. And there were lots of steels there. That's right, because that's a seal colony. Mm. Were there like five seals? More than that. Ten? More than that. Twenty? More than that. Probably a few hundred, weren't there? Pretty amazing. Yeah. And then we um, carried on down to... Um, Kaikoura. That's right. We tried charging at one park, but there was already 
There was already another test for there. Mm-hmm. So we bought some milk. Yeah. And then we went and charged at a different charger down at the other end of Kokoda. And there was a nice sort of river that went to the sea. A stream sort of thing. And we found a dog there. Is that right? Mm. And what was the dog doing there? Uh, just out at the beach with his owners. Good. It was a nice dog, obviously. Yeah. All right. And what did you do after you done, had done that? We went off to um, our motel, mm -hmm. sort of thing, and stayed there. So that's right. Actually, it's quite nice too. And I tell you what, that is. Te Mahuru Retreat and it's not hugely expensive um, but what they've done is they've put some three pin plugs outside the rooms so that EV owners can charge their cars and they've even got some caravan sockets as well so we added that to plug share for them didn't we mm. that's right so first check in and it's very very nice small rooms yeah but there's a shared lounge that we're going to try in the morning when we have our breakfast at 8 o'clock. Mm. Bit of a sleep in, isn't it? Mm. It's an exciting trip to do with the Tesla. Yeah. Cool. And what have you been listening to in the Tesla today? Stories. Mm. The Jungle Book. And mm. now we listen to Great Legends. That's right. Which I thought they'd be very boring, but they're actually quite interesting. Mm. Mm, me too. And of course, we also listened to my one of my favourites. Badjelly the Witch. Indeed, and that was on Spotify, so that was a good one to get, wasn't it? Mm. All right, well, thank you very much, girls, and I hope you have a lovely sleep tonight, and I hope you look forward to getting home and seeing the rest of your family. All right, so I'm with Emily and Louisa once again. And girls, tell me about your last day. What's happened? So first we had breakfast at the motel. I, I didn't expect it to be served there, but it was absolute paradise. There were all types of breakfasts. There was cereals, toast, crumpets, tea, coffee, everything. All right, so beautiful breakfast, a bed and breakfast, and we put them on plug share, didn't we, because they've got some outside plugs yeah. that they're free to use for guests. Te Mahuro, I think, resort. Yeah, that's right, and have a lovely dog yeah. called Diesel. All right, keep going. What else happened after that? So, when we were on the road, we saw lots of nice tunnels, and we actually saw a train. That's right, the, uh, what do they call that, the um, the one that goes from Christchurch to Picton, I can't remember what they call that, Coastal Explorer or Coastal something, alright. Mm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then I think next we stopped at Christchurch. Mm -hmm. Supercharger there. Yeah, and there were one or two other Teslas mm -hmm. there. Um. I think one was, they were both Model 3s, I think. I think they're both Model S's, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we went to Ashburton after that. Oh, but you got to remember, what do we have at the George? Oh, we had these nice um, breads. Mm. There was a selection of breads. I usually go for the club, but today I wasn't feeling like the club because it comes with big chips. So we went for the breads, and that was really nice, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. All right. There was one particular bread that was really yummy. Mm. Right. So, so after that, we interviewed um, a person, didn't we, for the podcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Ashburton, I think. Mm -hmm. And we had a car wash there. That's right. Because the car kind of needed a washing. It sort of did after that trip, didn't it? Yeah. And then to the... Then to the playground. And 
a bit after that, we saw lots of smoke. Mm. So we went over to that place, and there was a car on fire. Whoa. And it was really scary. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything on fire in real life. Wow. And it wasn't an electric vehicle, was it? No, petrol car, of course. Hmm. All right, and the fire engines, they arrived and put out the fire? Yeah. Good. It took quite a long time, actually. Mm, Lots yeah. of fire stayed in the car quite a long mm. time. Yeah, and I saw this plastic cone. One of those cones that you use to make cars go different places with the dead doing buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sort of just bent over and then all this black sort of stuff started coming from it. Yeah. Well, that's one more, one less cone in the world for Tesla to start counting. All right, and then? And then we set off again, and we went to Tamuka, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, we followed another Tesla into yeah. the supercharger at Tamaru, didn't we? Mm. And that was nice, that the Neils from, do you remember where they were from? No, yeah. you weren't there, I was interviewing them, so the Neils from Monica. And they'll be coming up on a um, a future episode. Yeah. And we're back home. Yeah. So did you enjoy your trip in the Tesla? Definitely. Would you like to go again one day, do you think? Mm. Possibly, but I think I've had it quite enough time away from home to last me a few more weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, it's been really good keeping up with your journey and taking you around. You've got good taste in music, and we've had some good stories that we've listened to along the way. Mm, yeah. The Jungle Book and uh, what was... What War we were, Dog. War Dog. The Spellbound and Secret of Avery Buckle, and we've just listened to Atticus Fantastic. Which is all about pirates and things. Mm, awesome. All right. Well, that's it, girls. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for being part of the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. You're welcome. We indeed. Thank you, Emily and Louisa, for sharing your exciting adventures on the West Coast with us. Hopefully, you might encourage others to go and explore those areas that see few EVs on a day-to-day basis. As usual, we have about 10 episodes edited, or being edited right now, and waiting for public release. If you want all of them right at this moment, then you can access them by becoming a Patreon supporter at www.patreon.com slash allthatstesla. Meanwhile, Emily and Louisa would love to hear your feedback. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter account too. Links to those social sites are available on our website www.allthatstesla.nz Until next time, drive safely and remember to share a friendly wave with others you see leading the charge in the Kiwi Revolution.